Hello and welcome to the Cash Goals Podcast. Hello ladies and gentlemen and thank you for joining us for I guess what we're going to call our first real show um, here again today with Chris. How are you doing Chris? I'm lovely Scott, how are you doing today? Not too bad, thanks, not too bad. Have you been up to anything in the sunshine? Was out, out and a bit today but you know trying to trying to balance it between being out and, and working it's a, and, and with looking after the kids it's a, it's a fine balance but we'll get there, we'll get there. <laughs> How about you? Uh, Well, it's been scorching hot today. So the kids have been in the garden and the wife's been sunbathing. And I've been in the garage because, as you know, I've set my studio and office up in the garage now. So it's looking pretty good. It's not too bad, but it doesn't get any sun and it's absolutely freezing. (laughs) (laughs) It's taking a bit of getting used to. It takes some doing to be freezing in the middle of summer. Oh, you wouldn't believe. I've got a blanket. (laughs) Nice, nice. So Chris, first episode, naturally there's a lot of topics we want to discuss before getting into more intricate parts of planning, it makes sense really to start by taking a a more high level view. By doing that we can break down who needs financial planning and kind of why it's needed. So that's why we're going to start with a topic we're covering today in episode one, which we've called The Financial Circle of Life. Hugh Elton. <laughs> I'll just get I'll just get my piano out one second. You mean, um, well, we we couldn't get him. No, no. What I thought we had a budget for this. <laughs> no. You've got the wrong guy. Fine. Your your, right. your studio is currently your garage. I think we can rationalise what sort of budget we're talking about All here. Right. I thought you might get at least Ben Elton or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Well, what do we mean by the circle of life? I would say we're talking about different periods that people go through during their life, certain key points or milestones that each of us are going to go through. And as we do, what we need to be doing with our finances and just think about how it would change. Are you up for that? Definitely. That makes that sounds like a good idea. Perfect. It, yeah, I think it's good, you know, that there's going to be at different stages of life, as you're mentioning, there's going to be a lot of different objectives or people can have different objectives at different stages right so for example someone who's you know 55 year old person who's considering retirement is going to be facing very different set of challenges to somebody say 20 years younger obsessing about things that are more important to them about buying a property or you know starting a family and, and building their building their career so it's good to understand how, well i mean obviously this is how we've defined it but it's good to have some sort of definition as, as how all these stages form somebody's life from a financial perspective. Yeah, it's taken us a while to get the definitions right, hasn't it? And we're not saying that everyone fits into one of these pigeonholes. But it's a guide, isn't it? Yeah, and it's also, you know, what what we should say, it's not it's not definitive and it's and it's our interpretation. So, you know, you might speak to somebody else who looks at this sort, of, this sort of stuff and financial planning and might define certain stages of life differently to how we do, but we felt this 
although like you said doesn't fit everyone it's probably relevant for, for a majority of people i think that's probably fair yeah i think that's fair so we've broken it down and how many stages did we agree on so we think there are five stages in terms of so at each of those stages there'll be a different typically there'll be different goals different milestones that people may reach different um different stages of their financial life in terms of their wealth that they've earned or are hoping to earn so one of the things we've done is we have created a lovely graphic of our financial circle of life which if you head down to the show notes for this pod for this episode you'll be able to click the link uh, next to where it says financial circle of life and have a have a look at our pretty colorful pie chart which thank you very much all my handiwork we'll edit some applause in there i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) cheers chris i mean you could have applauded but we'll move on um for each stage we've broken them down or broken down the five key uh, subsections of each of those stages which would probably be a good idea to go through now so the topics that we're going to cover are Financial capital, which is a horrific word, we prefer to call it your total wealth. In simple terms, that's just how much you're worth today, a snapshot uh, of where you're at. So you can calculate that quite simply by just adding up all the money that you've got in the bank, all the things that you own, and then deducting any debts that you've got off there. And bingo, you've got your total wealth. It's easy. We're then going to talk about something called human capital. Oh, Chris, that sounds that sounds a bit jargony. I think I think that probably cues us up for what we're going to now make our regular feature of the podcast. Financial jargon of the week. Financial jargon of the week. Okay, so our quest to get rid of jargon and simplify all this nonsense continues. Yeah, I think I think we'll agree. We we, we said we in the introduction we just we want to limit the amount of jargon, but I guess it's inevitable we'll come across some of these words. So one of the things we thought we'd do is is each week try and break down these phrases or words or terminology that just seems quite quite difficult to understand, but really it's just sometimes it's just us in the financial world trying to look clever okay human capital which let's start by renaming it because the name is horrible we're going to call human capital your ability to earn and save and that's essentially doing what it says on the tin i mean that sounds a lot easier to understand than human capital as a starter i'm guessing you're talking about earning in the future as opposed to today it's more about future earnings yeah it's forward looking so big determinants are going to be things like your age obviously if you're a lot younger then your human capital is going to be higher because you've got more years ahead of you that you can keep earning and potentially saving there's going to be other things that affect it like school qualifications professional qualifications because the better qualified you are you would assume that you would then go into a better job and have a higher earning potential. There are going to be things that affect it on the negative side as well. If you have children and one of you decides to take some time out 
to look after the kids well that's going to reduce one of the couple's human capital because you've got a big period where you're not earning and saving so there's different things you can do to to affect it positively and negatively as time goes on as you get near to retirement when you're not going to be earning anymore then that human capital starts to go down yeah and i think we cover that in our graphic we show that you know the amount that you the potential amount that you can earn and save as we move further around that pie chart does start to decrease we're also going to talk about dependence because that's going to change quite dramatically between the different stages yeah i guess it's quite important to to know about the dependence like i mean it's fairly you'd like to think it's fairly straightforward but it's good to understand because like you said this there are different types of dependence yeah i don't think we're going to be delivering any shock news to anyone with dependence we're also then just going to talk about milestones the sort of things that you're going to be going through in your life as you go through these stages which may well serve as a bit of a clue really for you looking at where you fit in in the cycle as to uh, whether you are just approaching one of those milestones or whether you're you're whether you've gone through them hmm so milestones is something we're going to cover the other point we're going to highlight is is what age people would typically be during each of these five phases well you know we should say there's no guarantee nor really a specific requirement for people to achieve all the milestones we've listed or hit each phase at the ages we've suggested and as an example if you look at phase three the wealth building phase we've put that as starting age of 30 but there's plenty of successful business people who didn't really get their business up off the ground until you know well into their 40s so the point I'm making here is it's not a hard and fast set of requirements. It's just a rough guide as to where people may be at different stages of life. Yeah, it's definitely not something to get hung up on. No. So should we dip into the first stage? Let's go for it. So from the day you grace this earth with your presence to... We're saying around about age 18 where, I mean, effectively it's... It's childhood isn't it early years is is yeah. when you're a child so in terms of your actual total wealth as a child i mean i don't know how much money you had when you were a child uh yeah not not very much i mean other than uh, uh, you know birthday money and two fairy that was pretty much my limit so not a lot so the actual the total wealth of a child for this early year stage is going to be is going to be next to nothing mm-hmm so the potential to earn and save, again, that's going to be pretty low. Would you, uh, would you say there are any potential earning capabilities of a? <laughs> a I mean, unless less than an ex-child actor then or actress, then typically not. But I guess obviously, naturally, children have got age on their side. So whilst they haven't got the qualification or experience yet, they they've obviously got tip you know potentially many years to to work and therefore earn so there is some element of potential to earn if you like but it's it's not very much as you say that's all it is at that stage just potential yeah Yeah. unless someone's doing lots and lots of paper rounds (laughs) (laughs) no one gets paper anymore do they no Okay, so that's, I think that's pretty much, as I said, not much planning typically for people in the early years. So I think we should move on to, to the next stage, which we're calling 
the uh, developing years. So again, we've we've put an age bracket for this of 18 to 30, but it's not hard and fast rules. Um, now, there are going to be changes from what we saw in the early years. First point, so your wealth. Your wealth should start to rise, I guess. You'll start... I mean, you'll start. You'll probably get your first proper job, maybe a job in a in in whatever it is you want to do as a career, as a possibility. Although it is worth pointing out. I mean, I don't know about you, Chris, but for me, my financial capital went at this point went negative for some some years when I was a, a student at university. So effectively, I had all I had was debt and no money. So I was not looking pretty, shall we say? I don't think that's uncommon. My financial capital was negative for a period at that point as well, but I didn't have university debt. That was more <laughs> irresponsibility debt. Okay. You could have done with some planning at that point, right? Obviously, that that debt that I'm talking about, from a or at least from the student loan perspective, is the the purpose of taking on that debt was to help build the next bit in terms of the ability to earn in the future. So you take that short term debt to give you that opportunity to potentially earn more in the future. So that was obviously why I went, one of the reasons why I went to uni was because I felt that by going to uni, there's, there's a possibility that I could earn and, you know, succeed and earn um, when, I, when I go into the into the working world. Look at you now, mass degree and everything. That's it. Doing a podcast with you, I've hit the peak. You've made it. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy you a full English for that. <laughs> Definitely. So there'll be, will there be some saving? Think? I mean, they could. Mean, it's hit they and could miss, isn't it? They could be. I mean, you, you you may be you may be trying to save a bit to try and get you to what we would class is, is your milestones in the next in the next phase, which we'll talk about. So it's it's hard, right? I mean, I, I remember when I when I fin- even when I finished uni, you know, a obviously your first job you're typically not earning very much. B you probably got those debts that we talked about. You you're paying off, um, and you're probably at a stage where. I mean, so we're going to milestones. You, you've probably moved out for the first time, so you've gone from living pros, probably rent-free for the, the you know for the first phase to now having to pay rent, which is painful. So, your actual cash or your total wealth might be going up slowly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but your potential to earn and save that that must be skyrocketing, especially if you're you know, coming out of university with some decent qualifications and yep. you've still got time on your side. So you, you, sh- you didn't, you wouldn't have had to necessarily gone to university for that, for that ability to earn, to skyrocket at this point. People, people move from educational or on, into employment in different ways. But I guess what's important really is, is becoming more experienced in whatever it is you, you're going to spend your life working on and, and, perhaps getting professional qualifications getting you know improving your skills such that you become more valuable and therefore can potentially earn earn more money so total wealth is creeping up ability to earn and save is pretty high at this point mm-hmm. dependence should be starting to drop mm-hmm. i guess that depends how you're raised to a degree but generally it should <laughs> should be dropping even if you are still taking your washing home That sounds, that sounds like uh, a personal tale, but I won't ask. I may have some experience. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Good. Mike. Next up, then, we've got the wealth building years. 
you might have heard these called the accumulation years or the accumulation period but that's a as a horrible bit of industry jargon and we don't want to use that here wealth building is what it says it is you are going to start accumulating some savings some wealth you might be starting to think about buying a house and you're going to be looking with one eye towards retirement so this stage is going to be from age 30 around about age 30 until you get to 65 some people might want to cut that short a bit earlier if they're particularly good at wealth building and get to a point where they want to stop working earlier but generally this is and can afford to stop working earlier right well exactly hence why they have to be very good at wealth building <laughs> yeah. well they, exactly well they might want to they might want to retire early but it's it's obviously you've got to you've got to do the numbers and work out can you afford to uh, if i mean on the pie chart you as we're looking at we we can see this is this is the biggest typically the biggest phase of most people's lives it tends to be the one that they're in the longest because you know your working life takes up many years and uh is you know is pivotal from a financial planning perspective for you to be able to achieve you know everything everything you want to achieve so let's go through kind of what how these characteristics are changing from what was in the developing years the first one's going to talk about you know total wealth is a pretty obvious one right chris you'd expect at this stage that from what you were doing when you were say 18 21 to what you're earning maybe in your 30s and 40s you'd hope that that's going to start rising at a decent rate yeah there should be a big change here really shouldn't there we've we've had nothing we've had a little bit and if you don't see total wealth well increase massively in this period then you're in a bit of trouble because this is pretty much the only period that it's, <laughs> that it's likely to increase and when we talk about total wealth Chris we're not just talking about savings or money in the bank there's obviously other things that make up people's wealth right you know the one of the milestones that we would typically you know people typically aim for at this point is or in the UK anyway is is buying a house so that you know that is one of the things that that makes up people's wealth so the ability to earn the trajectory of that starts to differentiate from what your actual earnings are because your ability to earn has accelerated far quicker than your actual wealth but now we're at a stage where it's probably you're reaching your peak so you're at a stage where the amount you can earn can't typically rise much more than wherever you're at because you've achieved all the professional qualifications and you've built up all the skills and you've you've got all the experience and you've got all these things going for you but what what's happening is as you're getting older you're starting to lose one of the i guess one of the biggest elements of that ability to earn and that's your age so whilst all those other bits are great and you and they're expanding the number of years you've got left until you look to retire is starting to reduce so that as you as as, it, as we've put in the in our graphic the ability to earn will start to decline So dependence at this stage, we should be, I mean, pretty much nothing, I guess. Yeah, it should be pretty low, right? I mean, if we're, if we're saying that people are earning you know, a lot of you know, wealth at this stage and they're saving and they've got their own property at some point, then, you know, you think the point is here is that you should be um, looking after yourself and, and probably even more so, you know, we've put one of the milestones at this point is potentially people might start a family here. So you've gone from, you know the phase before being being dependent on someone to now 
being the de- you know being the dependent for somebody else or other or others so a real change i guess in the uh, in that dependence and therefore the financial dynamics because you're no longer receiving help you're obviously helping and and supporting children i guess i guess for us as in the, in what we do people probably come to us most or the clients that we that we talk with typically come to us most when they're in this phase but i mean I, what do you think it tends to be whilst it would be great to to meet or to have clients who are more at the start of this wealth building years it typically isn't always the case is it yeah but I don't, I don't know about you, but I think it's crazy that we, we don't usually see people until the end of the accumulation phase. But, you know, you look at that pie chart, at how important the accumulation phase is. So if you don't make the right plans and get yourself on track early on in that phase, then, you, you know, you wait till the end. That phase is nearly done. Well, it's, it's you know, it's not, it's not necessarily too late, but you've handicapped yourself. Yeah. Or what what typically happens, Chris, is, is is as you said, it's not it's not necessarily too late. But what happens is is that ability to then transition into the next next phase has to be pushed back because people haven't got to where they need to be yet, so they're having to delay, you know, what we class as as the spending years, right? Exactly. So that's probably a good segue into into stage four, phase four of our circle of life. As I said, the spending years. So. What we're talking about here is is effectively moving from working and trying to build your wealth to a point where, okay, great, I've amassed and I've built up the wealth I need now to be able to fund whatever I want to do from this point onwards without having to rely on working and having to rely on earning, you know, a, a decent salary. Yeah. So again, for age, we've put this as again, we've put sixty-five as a starting point. People may have earlier you know goals of hitting this age hitting this stage at an earlier age or or maybe a later uh, so we put this from 65 to 85 now in terms of your wealth as as chris mentioned you've you've been accumulate you've been earning more and more in your wealth building years and this is probably the point where it will hit the peak of what it what it will be and it will start to fall because what people are typically doing at this point is they're starting to live off and take an income from the money that they've saved in all those in all those long years you were building wealth right yeah exactly i've, I've, I've heard it called decumulation before as well but mm. that's definitely not as nice as spending years don't make me get the jargon klaxon out <laughs> don't threaten me with that klaxon <laughs> nightmares about that thing so actual actually your total wealth at this point then so you're you're maxed out this is theoretically as high as it's going to be at the start of this phase at least yeah i mean again it's not it's not set in stone some people might be fortunate that they get to a point where it it could still continue to increase from here so maybe for example i don't know you've earned you've earned an amount amassed a certain amount of wealth and and savings and you're now taking income from it but i don't know maybe the income you're taking is is less than the amount it, it could potentially grow by. So, you know, some people might be in a situation where their total wealth is increasing still. But again, it's it's all on a case by case basis. But what we've done here is take what we see as a typical individual at this point and what we would typically expect to see. Is that fair? Yeah, that sounds fair. So that your potential then that must surely be 
if not significantly reduced very low yeah definitely i think you know at this point as we said this is where you start winding down from the the career you might have had in the previous phase i mean doesn't necessarily mean that you stop working altogether we've got plenty of clients who maybe reach this this time of their life and don't want to stop working but they might do something that's less less arduous and 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 more uh, vocational and not having to have the stresses and strains they had when they worked in their career for how many ever years but naturally that means that your ability to earn is going to be lower than what you were your abilities to say in in years gone by i think that sounds fair so this the only other point we i guess we haven't really mentioned here is is dependence so most most people we we come across are in this phase it, it tends to typically stay i'd say probably low chris yeah dependence is usually pretty low at this stage unless you're very unfortunate if there is increased dependence at this stage it's most likely to be because of some health concerns some sort of condition that's affecting them yeah yeah it's less likely to be financial dependency you'd like to think at this stage people have typically accumulated wealth and they you know they may well have state pensions or other pensions that are being paid so it's not typically financial dependency like it was when you're in your early years but it's a different so it's a different type of dependency so i guess that moves us on to the the fifth and final stage of the circle of life which we've called later life and again we've just put the age of that is just straight after spending years so 85 and onwards and i guess really chris there isn't much difference between or there's very few differences between what we classify as later life and what and what we classify as spending years there's not really is there i guess it's probably more just to draw a hypothetical line in the sand to say that at some point it's likely that health might deteriorate and you may just need a bit more assistance doing things and it's going to be different for everyone but i think 85 is a, a relatively fair yardstick to to put in there do you think so mm-hmm. yeah i think so i think it is as you said the, the dependence will probably change i guess what we typically see is that spending may well decrease i mean it could increase if there's care home costs but but spending on lifestyle would tend to decrease here because you know we've put in spending years there's a lot of tr- there may be a lot of travel whereas it typically is less frequent for people who are in their in their later life so how about the actual total wealth at this point then it's it's got to be going down because you've just come out the back of the spending years surely <laughs> well again i guess it's i guess it's kind of what i said about the spending years it, it, you know some people might be fortunate that they're in a position where the amount of income they're taking is less than what they could be earning in terms of interest and, and growth on their on their savings and investments but yes typically you'd see the amount your your wealth start to start to decline or continue to decline as you're still living off that to fund your standard of living at that time and i guess the the milestones that you're going to be hitting when you get to this point well we've touched on one of them really whether you want to call it a milestone or not but if at some point you need a bit more help uh, you know either with just daily daily tasks just getting things done or whether it gets to the point where someone needs to go into full full-time care or have someone help them out full-time they're going to be milestones that are intertwined with the increase in dependence. Mm-hmm. 
yeah that makes sense that makes sense. and 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 could naturally lend itself to uh, a greater dependency on that wealth as they need to spend more money okay good i think that pretty much covers our circle of life i will say that in the in the show notes as well chris you very kindly with your fantastic artistic skills drawn a graph that shows the potential to earn and the total wealth on a time series basis as you can also see the ages have been marked are where we typically expect people to enter their next phase i think that draws it to a a nice conclusion there scott that should hopefully give everyone a bit of a taster for the different stages of life how the circle of life comes together and an understanding of of the planning that people might need to do at each of the different stages over life and hopefully when you're listening to this you're going to have possibly slotted yourself in to one of those stages uh, and some of that may have resonated with you that's right chris and what and what we're looking to do over the coming podcast is is trying to cover the, you know the types of planning that people may look to implement but obviously it's going to vary based on whichever stage of life that people are at so we're going to try and delve into more detail about those types of of planning and how it could potentially work for our listeners and and what they can look to do to improve their financial well-being um that pretty much covers it if there's any questions either about today's podcast or any other questions about anything else the email address to send us an email is show at cashgoalspodcast.com and we'd love to hear from you absolutely absolutely but for now we will say goodbye say goodbye chris that's goodbye from me (laughs) and we'll speak to you all again in a couple of weeks